everybody. Welcome to Pushing Buttons. It's the, the, the Geek Freaks podcast where we talk specifically about video games and everything video game adjacent. My name is Kevin. And my name is Frank. We are without Kyle today, but his soul will live on within this episode, I believe. You know what we should have done is ask him for a little bit of input on the, today's topic. I think that would have been great. That's a smart move, yeah. 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 We didn't do that, but anyway, today's topic... <laughs> In the spirit of what if, what if has been kind of popular, the multiverse, all that kind of fun stuff. We decided to take that into the video game realm and decide to kind of make some what if scenarios within video games. Sounds easy enough, uh, but you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so there's always these dream scenarios that I think of, and I always think of them like probably three minutes, four minutes after I get done recording an episode. Yeah. So I figured this is going to be like a part one. We'll probably pick up the same topic a few months from now just to try to get some. Uh, yeah, try to get a little bit, uh, get a little bit more in. And we can have fan submissions, guys. If a hey, fan listen or whatever, if you guys have an idea, let us know and we'll shout you out on the next pushing buttons. where we talk about this. Look at that. It's called engagement, it. folks. It's called <laughs> engagement. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, before we get started with that, what have you been playing the last couple of weeks, Frank? Oh, my God. So I don't know if you guys heard this game called Hades. Um, Hades has taken over my entire life and um, I can't stop playing it. So it's how do I explain Hades? It's a roguelike. It's my very first roguelike. Uh, you go in, you die. And then hopefully next time you die a little bit further in and you keep doing that until eventually like Hades is himself is dead. It's so badass in every way. Like, I cannot think of a thing to fix about it. That's, I'm a nitpicker, man. That is hard for me to say. So, oh, the, I love that game. The game is so fast. It's so fluid. Yes. It's made by Supergiant, who knows how to, they know how to set up a game world. Yeah. They know how to create an environment, create the atmosphere and the fluidity of the combat. Just everything about it is so oh. perfect. I love talking to NPCs, just hearing what they got to say. Like, how stupid is that? Like, <laughs> that's, I just like, what's going on with this dude who randomly stands in the corner every day? And like, every time I come back, I talk to everybody I can just for more updates on how their day's going. Yeah. And the, the loop, like gaming loop, we, we don't talk about it enough, really, you know, on, on other stuff, but um, it's the bread and butter. And in this one, because of the way your loadout changes, whether you like it or not, to different things. You change how you play enough to where it's like, it's fresh every time. And then another thing too, just as to keep ranting, <laughs> the first time you're playing, it's like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes per run. Now I'm at the point now, every run's like an hour, 20 minutes. And they're getting, I'm fighting Hades now kind of regularly to where it's like, shit, oh man, I got to go back at it. Like it's now an <laughs> endeavor. It's, oh man, I love that game. It's so good. I'm so glad that you're into that game because I've been trying to get Kyle to play it for so long and he's he not opposed to. to playing it. And I know he would love it. He just hasn't gotten around to it. And yeah, I get to finally hear someone else gush <laughs> about it. It makes me so happy because it was one of my favorite games for the last couple of years. For sure. It's not the kind of game I would go out and buy new before. I mean, Hades 2 comes out. I'm there. But because it was like Game Pass and like, of course, it got all these really great reviews. I was like, shit, I'll try it out. And then this whole week has been screwed. I was like, okay, hey, I need to get an article out about this DC fandom. Well, I could do like two runs on Hades. and <laughs> That turns into four. And then it's just like, but I am streaming a little bit more this week because I was like, I might as well press the stream button. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Nice. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a fun week. <laughs> so I know you've also played a little bit of 12 minutes and I've also yeah. started playing that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? It's good. It's not as good as Hades. <laughs> That's my problem. Is I haven't finished it yet because I got other games to play. Uh, and then I'm also playing uh, Psychonauts 2. So it's kind of a full uh, docket right now. But it's good. I feel like I've kind of hit a wall a little bit that I'm kind of not willing to go through. What about yeah. you? I, I'm exactly in the same spot. Like I, I, I don't know if it's in the same place in the game, but I've played about an hour, hour, 20 minutes of it, something like yeah. that. It's and about I'm the like, same spot then. And I love like the, the typical point and click adventure game. Like I just reinstalled yeah. Myst because that's on Game oh, Pass wow. now. And I want to yeah. play that. Um, I, I played those. Uh, they're kind of like escape room type games called The Room. There's a series of them. Mm -hmm. I, I love those. This game, 12 minutes, I just can't seem to get into. 
I love the voice acting. The story is pretty dramatic, which is a hard. It's a hard note to hit in a video game. Yeah. And it hits it pretty well. And the design is very nice in this game, too. I mean, they did a really nice job with the rooms and yeah. uh, everything is kind of easy to understand. Somebody kind of gave me just a quick little like, I guess, a hint or something like that. They're like, yeah, it's it gets down to even where those mugs are placed. That is kind of daunting where it's like, oh, man, mm-hmm. it's something so minuscule as that. Then I'm, I don't care. You know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I was looking forward to 12 minutes so much, which is disappointing that it's being this. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. And honestly, uh, Psychonauts 2, I'm in the same boat. I played maybe 30 minutes of that. And I'm like, this game is not for me. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. it uh, I'm also playing Ratchet and Clank and they have the same feel. So it's kind of just another version of that. It feels like I'm getting through it, but it's not like I'm hooked. And I'm hoping New World will do that. But we'll see. <laughs> Every time I try to get into a uh, third person platforming game, like a 3D third person platforming game, I, I get I just I can't get into it. It's yeah. The controls always feel off to me. But I did finally the one game I have been playing the most the last week or so is super hot and super hot mind control delete. Really? I haven't heard of those. They're the they're like first person shooter puzzle games. So time only moves as you move. And you get just have red enemies that are coming at you and you have to kill that. Just look up a trailer. It explains it all. It's a really yeah. hard game to explain. And me trying to talk you into playing the game is kind of the story of the game. So it's it's a oh mind trip of a game. So I like it, that. It's it's super. It's, it's a bit meta. The okay. actual story of the game is. And then the sequel mind control delete is. It carries on to the story, but it adds a little bit of oh, a roguelike element um, to it. That's like a great name for the sequel, too, actually. Right. Yeah. Like control alt delete kind of thing. That's pretty yeah. neat. OK. <laughs> I highly recommend it because it's not uh, like a fast paced first person shooter because you can take your time with it. and You're supposed to take your time with it because it's yeah. a puzzle game. It's it's so good. I, I love it. it. The sequel is getting really hard for me right now, but yeah. I'm, I'm still hooked on it. OK. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good time to be a gamer. I tell you, there's a lot of good ones out there. Let us know what you guys are playing, too, because we're always down for something new. Basically, I'm just trying to find stuff to fill in that new world gap. As soon as it got delayed, I was like, I have to find a month of gaming now. Because I planned on no life in new world once that comes out. That's end of September now, so come on, Amazon. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the meat and bones of what we're going to talk about today. The meat and bones? Maybe meat and potatoes is what I meant to say. Meat 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 and potatoes, but if you're on a paleo diet, meat and bones are the situation. Let's let's try not to choke on any of those bones, though, as we're talking (laughs) about. What if? So these are, I know for, we haven't talked about this. Frank and I have not talked about this. So we don't know what each other's uh, topics are or ideas are. So we're going to kind of spitball. I'm going to start by asking what if Donkey Kong was still the villain in the Super Mario franchise? Ooh, I Uh, like that a lot. Yeah. It's it's super interesting because in the the original Donkey Kong game, was that right? Do I have that backward? It's, I think it's the original Donkey Kong game. Yeah, you, you play as Mario. Yeah. Trying yeah, okay, to save okay. I almost Pauline. scared myself for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You play as Jumpman, who later becomes Jumpman. Mario. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so th- that is almost never talked about in the Mario franchise. I think they hint at it a little bit in some of the crossover games later on. But mm-hmm. what if Bowser was not the villain in Mario and Donkey Kong was? Who do you think is a better villain? I think Donkey Kong could potentially be a better villain than Bowser. Yeah. Because Bowser, like, his only motivation was to ever try to get with Princess Peach, Princess Toadstool. Mm-hmm. That was always the motivation. And they have toyed with other villains in Mario games before. But to my knowledge, they've never revisited uh, Pauline for one. She's hardly in any of the games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But they hardly ever revisit Donkey Kong being the uh, the original antagonist of for Mario. And I wonder why they steered away from that. I wonder if it has to do with like the King Kong aspect of it. Uh, worried about lawsuits and stuff like that. You know, they might have just seen it as they had made two good characters and they made yeah. two franchises out of it. So my my first thought on what if DK was still the Mario villain isn't more is it, less about the Mario games and more about the Donkey Kong games and what they would be like. Because okay. I always like the idea of playing as the antihero or the villain in a game, yeah. especially when you don't really know you're the villain. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always into that kind of stuff. What do you think that would look like? Do, would that change the gameplay of the original SNES uh, oh, totally. Donkey Kong I, games? 
and that's what I love about it is it changes the game so much. I'm feeling like that's the uh, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called like Dungeon Master. Do you, have you played a game called Dungeon Master where you are creating a dungeon for a number for a normal dungeon crawler to go through? I know what you're, you're about, trying yeah. to kill them. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make it bad. Uh, something like that. So it would be fun to be Donkey Kong trying to like, all right, if I do fire barrels, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something like that to try to stop Jumpman from getting you. I think that would be really fun. But how how else would you think they would change that? I think it would be cool if they didn't like explicitly tell you that the villain in the, the Donkey Kong game or the, the antagonist in the Donkey Kong game was Mario, mm-hmm. but kept referring to him as Jumpman. So the audience knows who he is, but in the DK Mario multiverse, <laughs> they don't know who each other are, even though they each know each other's name. They don't know the other one is who they're after. Oh, if man. that makes and any s- kind of sense. Oh, yeah. And story wise, it'd be cool, because what if it was like DK is trying to save this poor girl from this like abusive man? <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He just keeps jumping all the time. Who wants yeah. to be in a relationship where the guy comes just keeps from, jumping comes home from time. his plumbing job and gets a little mouthy all the time. And it's like, dude, you need to get away from this. Let me show you the top of the Empire Mama State Mia. Building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really into sewers for some reason <laughs> Getting out of those pipes uh that would be interesting i i think actually i think we're on the verge of seeing dk getting revamped uh there has been a lot of recent discussion about uh dk politically uh speaking getting a revamp and it might be time to see what we can do with that character he's beloved so i mean like let's lo- let's use him um i like that idea now it's funny that i right away went from like the mario point of view though because King Koopa is cool and all, but he doesn't have any kind of motivation, and he's very shallow. There is, there has been hints that him and Peach, like Peach, has actually kind of led him on a little bit. But you know, <laughs> I played Super Mario Odyssey. I, it was a little yeah. awkward, <laughs> right? There we go. Yeah, so you don't really know. Like, there's a part where, like, is Peach really the mom? Like, there's all kinds of questions out there. So, I would be interested in that. I like the idea of a better villain than Bowser. To be honest with you, yeah, I I think a redemption arc for Bowser is 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 necessary especially yeah. after uh odyssey where he kind of he almost had a bit of a face turn in mm-hmm. that game like he yeah he could be more of a good guy and have dk come in as the villain now i think that would be great would and be then cool. seeing yeah. then seeing his motivation in his own game would be just a, another great perspective on it so we get both sides of the both sides yeah. of the conflict too i am a massive diddy kong fan so if it makes diddy kong now his like you know, dark minion. <laughs> I am 100% on board. So, More Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong or Luigi? Who oh, would, uh... Diddy, Diddy okay. Kong all day. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I, props to Luigi. You've done your job, but really that's just a green shirt you're wearing. Um, <laughs> Diddy Kong is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't had his own year yet. Diddy Kong hasn't. There, we had a year of Luigi. We haven't had a year of Diddy yeah. Kong yet. And we should. I mean, he is like the Sonic. Honestly, I think he's kind of like the Sonic of Nintendo. He's he's got the, he's like that funky fresh rad '90s kid that Sonic is, but in yeah, Nintendo. I can see that. I can you know? see that. And so give Diddy Kong his own games. Like Diddy Kong Racing, obviously, uh, you know I've heard talked about it enough times, but I would like to see him actually have a platform or something like that. He's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right, I think we spit we spitballed enough on that. What have you got for me? Well, I know Nintendo's listening, and they're gonna grab that. So at least you know give us a shout out, Nintendo. God. Uh, all right, here we go. So mine was more story based. Okay, so that's here we go. <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption Two, one of the best games ever made. Dutch sides with Arthur. Okay, so if you guys are familiar, Arthur is the protagonist of the game. Dutch is the amazing bad guy that, while you're playing, you're actually starting to fall in love with yourself. You're like, I could follow you anywhere. Anyways, so here's what would happen: the gang would end up playing it safe instead of being reckless, like when they when they follow uh, the other guy. Uh, they would eventually move to a new location as planned. They would normally move from location to location when things got a little too hairy. They would move to the new location and got safe. Um, now, Arthur, spoiler alert real quick for those guys who haven't played Red Dead yet. One, two, three. Arthur dies, and it's not from something that you could change in the game. But Arthur would now be seen as like the rightful second place to Dutch, and then John would fill in for him. So then John would be the second place to him. So that's Red Dead 1 is John uh, Marston. And then you would have this whole thing where it's like they would finally move to Fiji like they planned on, living a good life. The game would change from a a group of outlaws, this gang that's making bad choices all the time, to a new gang in town. Uh, You hear rumors of this like great leader that was potentially lost or that was lost due to, you know, sickness and them trying to 
make their stake in a foreign land. It would be like a Far Cry version, but like a Far Cry mixed with Grand Theft Auto, but in the Old West. And they'd be fighting off like drug lords and local governments and stuff like that and making their own claim in a foreign land that they don't know anything about. Um, and meanwhile, they like worship Arthur as this like lost warrior, like in the name of Arthur and they would attack or something like that. It was just so dope. It just changes the dichotomy of the gang and your relationship with the world so much. I think that'd be neat. What do you think? So the gameplay kind of sounds like uh, Just Cause. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of yeah. sounds like you're, you're <laughs> describing Just Cause, which isn't a bad thing. I love the Just Cause series. Very fun games. I don't know much about the story of Red Dead Redemption 1 or 2 because I never finished either of them. Oh, that's so good. Um, I, I'm wondering story-wise how... So how much of the motivation of John Marston in Red Dead 1 was motivated by what happens in Red Dead 2? Because I know Red Dead everything. 2 is a prequel. Okay. Yes, everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, John Marston in Red Dead 1, he has his family and stuff like that, which is his real motivation, but he... He's becoming a good guy because of Arthur's brother-like influence on him. So if, if Dutch listened to Arthur and then they're trying to just like escape and be safe, Arthur would go from this rebellious, try to survive against the gang kind of, or John would eventually go from that to being a guy who's like within the gang is our safety family first, pushing that way. It's like he would embrace the crime life thinking that that's the way to keep his family safe instead of trying to escape the crime life and working with the FBI like he does in the in Red Dead 1. So it changes the characters eventually, because Dutch was losing it, so eventually he would either be removed or would die um, in the battle with the Fiji government. Uh, I think it's Fiji, by the way, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it's Fiji but, for the sake of this conversation. Yeah, but John would eventually become the leader, and I love that idea. I love the idea of like John, who's got his family, and he's he has these two role models that are like polar opposites in how they approach things. Arthur on one shoulder, Dutch on the other. Dutch saying, shoot everybody in the room. Arthur's like, you know, be careful, careful for the family. I, I mean, it's, you're setting up a really cool franchise that I want to be a part of. And then even you play as our, uh, John's son as well in Red Dead 1 after you beat the game, which if, if you could put the map together and see why that happens. But he too, Jack is also kind of like in influence all the way down from Arthur that way. And it's, it would have been a whole different kind of game. I would love to see that play out in like a mini series or like a yes. web, web series or something. I think that yeah, would be man. more fun for me than actually playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how much it would change the the actual concept of how the games played. It's just, to me, it's it'd still be an open world western. Yeah, and you would want that. The idea is instead of like you're always on the run or you're balancing things as an outlaw, you would be like it would be like going from Grand Theft Auto Three to San Andreas, where you're like claiming territories and pushing out. That gotcha. part it would be new. Um, but yeah, it would be the same thing. And that whole idea of it would be great as a miniseries. As I'm playing Red Dead 2 the entire time, I was like, why is this not on AMC already? It's just <laughs> such a great story. Um, it's even broken up into seasons, so it's really, really well done. But yeah. Nice. I don't really have a whole lot of input on that because you, you had like everything from start to finish like already in mind. I love it. <laughs> well, when this idea came up, I was like, Red Dead. <laughs> it was the, I didn't even know what I was writing down and my hand just did it. So yeah, the next two will have more input. <laughs> nice. Well, All right. this one's going to be a little bit more meta because it has less to do with an actual specific video game. But this is, I was looking forward to I was looking forward to talking to Kyle about this specifically because Guitar Hero for he and I were Ooh, big, nice. we were big into that game. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty well known that the, the biggest downfall Guitar Hero had was spitting out too many games too mm -hmm. quickly and just yeah. filling people's library with the same stuff over and over and over again. So what would happen if there were fewer Guitar Hero games made? Do you think that they'd still be around or how do you think it would have evolved from Rock Band? What what does that look like to you? I'm Yeah. I was a Guitar Hero fan. I was a big Rock Band or Guitar Hero fan, but major on Rock Band cuz it had the vocals, which right. was really cool. And at the time I was karaokeing like every week. Yeah, less games would probably help. And nowadays if you were to restart that franchise you would release one every maybe like generation and just release the DLC content. Yeah, exactly. And they even got into oh, okay, Harmonix got into that with Rock Band. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's NeverSoft that did the first couple Guitar Hero games. Um, Guitar Hero they started getting into the DLC thing, and then they they were more focused on spinoffs. Like they had yeah, the Aerosmith, Aerosmith, they had yeah. Van Halen, they had uh, Metallica. 
Oh, I didn't know they had Metallica. I'd be buying oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> so Metallica was fantastic because that one came with a, a second. It was after they turned more like rock band and had the full band set up. So it came with the second bass pedal for the drum, the drum oh, kit. Nice. So you could do the double bass pedal. That was very fun. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. I, I think that they'd still be relevant today if there were less or if there were fewer games made back then. And yeah. they shot if they didn't shoot their wad too quickly, you know. <laughs> There's almost like a thing too where the peripherals are kind of falling to the wayside. You know, you don't see a lot of people get in on the peripheral game. Right. Uh, it's mostly like controllers, and then I, you know, I'm trying to think of a game that uses a lot of peripheral outside of VR. You know, I don't think I can't think of any game that uses that kind of stuff anymore. I, people that are like really heavy into uh, like flight simulators or yeah. space, the, they like the 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 joystick that Hotas set up, but um. Maybe that was also the the downfall is that every time you bought a new game, you ended up collecting a new pile of plastic uh, oh, yeah. instruments with the stickers. I had the stickers on mine, too. <laughs> you had to make it look unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a whole closet full of just busted uh, guitar hero guitars and yeah. uh, drum sets and that all that drum stuff. was big. The drum was kind of in the way for the most part. It collapsed, but not good enough. That was a pain. I did like the the Guitar Hero drum set because it had I think it had the two symbols up top, whereas the Rock Band oh, really? one was just the four pads. Yeah, this yeah. one had three pads and two symbols, so it had five plus the the pedal. It was it was it was neat. That is a pretty good system. Yeah, I, the the I only had the Rock Band for the had the full set. Um, I, you know what's funny is in recent times I've been thinking like I could really go for a new Guitar Hero right now, and if they came out with it, eighty bucks somewhere around there, I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's where this came from for me, because I was watching uh, my brother Jared on mm -hmm. Twitch. He was streaming uh, Clone Hero, which is basically just Guitar Hero on the PC with it, 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 I don't think it's a perfectly legal game, but yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's basically Guitar Hero now. Yeah. And you got to figure there's a market for people that are our age that grew up with that stuff, like when we were in high school or fresh Definitely. out of high school, that would be like really into that stuff again. So I remember very well from the time when these were out, God, now I'm eight. I'm looking back, like, I remember my cousins and friends playing with their kids, which were like four or five years old. And I remember one of those kids, Chase, is now graduating from high school and into college. So oh, that kind of gives an idea of where Guitar Hero is at. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of a thing that you could have your friend, your kids play as well. So you're playing a little bit and you're like doing good on expert mode. And like, all right, here's easy mode. They're just click, 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 you know. <laughs> Which is a cool interaction with your kids, and we're big into couch co-op now. This might be the right time for Guitar Hero to come back, actually. I, I think a year ago would have been perfect for it. Oh my god, <laughs> but... you're right. Oh, dude, yeah, virtual bands. Like, you could have people meet up and play together like they were doing that with a rock band. What a great year for that. Oh, you guys all messed up. We could have helped what you out. What if? Just, just what if? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I'd, I'd kill for that. It, uh, we'd we'd be streaming that, I'm sure. Like right oh, now, we'd probably yeah. be Oh, well, my internet! That. Could you imagine? I'd be off by a beat the entire time. Son <laughs> of a bitch! You just wouldn't be allowed to drum. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I used You'd to always vocals. do. Uh, I used to do drums and vocal, and so I love doing that too. Yeah, oh, that was the best. And then, if you could ever find uh, a whole group that wanted to play, because there's an achievement for beating Bohemian Rhapsody with a full band. And it was so impossible to find anybody online because Bohemian Rhapsody is like a seven minute song. Yeah. So they would want to play the entire song. And it's just, first off, it's the world's best song ever made. And every so often, oh, it is. Oh, I, will, <laughs> I, I, I disagree will, with that, but I it's all right. I will box somebody on that one. <laughs> but yeah, finding somebody to play that all the way through was a real treat. <laughs> it's always good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. For my next one here, you play Grand Theft Auto V? A bit of it. Oh, I have not God. finished it. Okay, so first off, I need to introduce you to Rockstar Games. They make some solid products. I don't care for their... I, the games are so mechanically driven and the mechanics are so boring to me that it, I, can't, I can't stay in, into them. Uh, it's I, not even like a, uh, an I'm against them as a developer thing. It's not even yeah. that. It's, their games are just so boring to me. I was expecting it would be that, so I was afraid you were going to tell me some news about Rockstar that was going to upset <laughs> me, so I'm happy it's not that. I mean, Take Two is not the best, but... I know they're doing that. this whole lawsuit thing. I didn't even put it in the news for this week. They're doing this whole lawsuit right now where they're suing. I'll just go over it real quick here, I guess. Um, they're suing small modders right now for making Grand Theft Auto 3 and like San Andreas playable on PC and other systems um, and the Switch and stuff like that. Well, they're suing them because the it's rumored that we're going to be getting remasters at the end of this year for all those games. So it's like, 
you guys are just douches. These guys are like working out of their basements and stuff. They're not like trying to make money off your system. They're just, come on. Now. They just want people to play the old games again. Yeah. Oh, man. Jerks. Okay. So, Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> <laughs> Michael survives. So, if you guys remember that first mission, I could remember every mission in these games. I've played them so much. Uh, but that first mission, you're in a bank uh, heist with Trevor and uh, everything, and you're trying to like steal from a rural bank. Everything goes wrong. The cops are there, and Michael presumably dies. You learn later on that Michael faked his death and was working with the cops to basically, you know, escape the situation. Trevor runs off, is arrested, and goes to prison and stuff like that. If Michael didn't fake his own death and actually like survived, quote unquote, he would have gone to jail with Trevor. So then it's like, okay, well, then you have these two, you know, bank robbers. Tr Michael's pretty smart about stuff like that. I would love to play a game where you're trying to survive in jail the whole time. Um, and then there's a sequel to this game that's awesome. We'll get into that in a bit. But what are your thoughts on that? It sounds like a way out. And I'm kind of into it. Like, it, mm -hmm. it sounds like a, it would be a great co-op. Uh, I, I know the GTA 5, you switch between characters. That's the, yeah, whole, that's yeah, the whole mechanic yeah. of it. Um just just having those two characters in prison switching between those two and mm -hmm. trying to break out i love the idea of that that sounds like a lot of fun yeah story wise i don't know what that would mean because i don't know much of the story behind it but mechanic wise that sounds like my kind of game yeah and especially when you look at the characters themselves michael's smart he would probably become like that guy that supplies things to you but trevor's a hothead and completely nuts so oh, yeah. Their bond would be tested the entire time while Trevor's doing something stupid. Michael would try to rein him in. Michael would need something done that's a little crazy. He would use Trevor. And so you'd have this back and forth of like brothers that are always being tested. And of course, it would come down to does Michael betray Trevor? And, you know, that would be the because there's always a choice, you know, like at the end of GTA, right. there's a choice. That would be the choice. And um, I would just love to see that happen and really expand on that. Okay. Now, here's the follow up to that. What if they both get out of prison about the same time, right? Then you have these two old bank robbers in, um, I think they're in San Andreas, whatever they're at. And now they're trying to, you know, rise to power in a world that's far more advanced than they remember. They went into prison like in the 80s and now they're cell phones. How do they do that? You know, that'd be fun too. And again, you have Trevor that's out there just shooting random things. And so <laughs> that would be cool to see old dogs become, learn new tricks. There we go. That would be That'd be super interesting. I know there have been uh, movies and TV shows that have taken like a comedic twist yeah. on that. Like they, they try to say, oh, it's a, it's a guy adapting to a new world that he's. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see that in a, a rock star made environment because they there is humor in rock star games, but there's very uh, there's much more of a focus on story and drama in yeah. a rock star story. So I, I would love to see that. Honestly, that's a really good. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and, and in GTA 5, a lot of it is about heist. And so you, and he has, Michael has his like uh, connections to the old world where he's like, hey, get us a heist job. And this guy who's been doing it for, for 30, 40 years helps him out. So you'd have these things where like they're robbing a bank, they have some new kids with them, they know how to like get through the security system. But then like maybe there's something that like Michael knows, like, well, back in my day, we used to do this to trip the locks. And so that would be the trick to get in. There's, it would be almost like a Clint Eastwood movie in, <laughs> in that <laughs> oh. way. Like, you know, Clint Eastwood does these movies nowadays where, like, being old is the way to be, you know? And it's like, okay, Clint, we get what you're trying to do. Um, and so it would be kind of like that. I don't know. I think it would be fun to just kind of make things harder for yourself than it is in GTA Five, Because when you're playing Michael, you're wealthy. The government's been paying you to shut up. So you have a nice car, a nice house, um, and terrible kids. But, you know, or a terrible kid. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd make it harder for yourself in those games. would be great. Yeah, yeah I, I love the idea of the, the story because... I don't know. I if the, if that was just even like a, an alternate reality DLC, I think I'd go back and play both the original game and the what if DLC of that just to see the differences there. Because I'm so uh, curious what that story would be and how Rockstar would tell it. I, I I'm all in on that one. That's great. Yeah. I I'm I might have to stream it then. There's got to be a way to get you to enjoy the GTA five story. <laughs> I don't care for GTA online. It's not my bag. Right. But the story I've played a few times just because it feels like a really compelling story about um you know franklin's really great on his own he's kind of his own story but that trevor michael story i can't get enough of it it's a lot of fun to see what's going on there all right what do you got next man 
So this one is probably going to take a little bit more of your storytelling because I'm bad at coming up with what would actually happen. I just think <laughs> of the scenario and let the blanks kind of fill themselves in. Hey, we work well together then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you played God of War. Oh, hell yeah, I did. You, did you play any of the original God of War games? No, I did not. <laughs> so my, my idea would be what if after the original God of War games, instead of going into a Norse mythology, based game or realm or whatever what if he went somewhere else and okay. where do you think that somewhere else would be because so, i don't have any ideas off the top of my head oh shit okay well okay so there's been a real kind of deep reddit joking thread of like well what if he went to christianity oh <laughs> okay <laughs> um it would create rights in like the real world, but game wise, yeah. it would be very interesting because you have like the Lazarus thing about coming back to life. Um, there is, I mean, if you look at like, okay, guys, let's look, let's use history here. Okay. We're not going with faith. We're talking about history, like the Jerusalem area and stuff like that. It's what they, they used a lot of similar spots for uh, Assassin's Creed origins where you have that, de that desert and the way it bounces off. And then you could get into like the Rome area would be really cool to see if he was actually like back in Jesus times. Or he doesn't have to be in, in Jesus times in particular. He could just be kind of, you know, in that area in modern times or whatever, but just dealing with um, that religion. <laughs> well, this is hard. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I would be interested specifically because the Lazarus thing, I think, is really interesting. Uh, and you'd have, you have the 12 apostles that could all have different abilities. Uh, so it would be interesting. It would be a disaster in the yes. real world. Yeah. But in the game, it would be very interesting. I'd like to see a mock-up of what that would look like. I, I would personally want to see something more set in like a, either Japanese or Chinese ancient oh, mythology. Man. I think yeah. that would be better. Cause I, I know people have been clamoring for an Assassin's Creed like that for ever. Ever. And yeah. they have not delivered on that for the most part. Yeah. And I would love to see God of War take that on. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I, I love the whole uh, the the Norse mythology. I love Norse mm -hmm. mythology to begin with, and Same having here. Kratos in that environment with the backstory of everything that he did before is awesome. Yeah, it looks like you just had an idea. I was just thinking we need a Kratos DLC for Hades, so <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of losing my shit a little bit right now, but you go ahead. Well, shit, Kratos was in Shovel Knight, so if he was in Shovel Knight, I, I think know. he could be in. Well, he was in the PlayStation version of Shovel. Knight. Oh, that'd be so I think dope. he could be in Hades. I think <laughs> it'd fit in very well, obviously. It really would, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. My joke answer to that, since I, I don't really have much about the, the uh, either ch Chinese or Japanese mythology to add to it. I don't know what mm -hmm. that would look like. I'm going to have a little bit of a joke answer to that, and I'd love to see it in like a modern day setting. <laughs> Kratos trying to adapt to family life oh, in 2021. <laughs> that would be... I, that wouldn't be a video game. That would once again be... Maybe I just want more miniseries in my life. Maybe that's uh, what I yeah. want. Netflix will do an anime about anything. So this is not, not that's possible. That's perfect setting. Yeah. Because Kratos would kill some motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> the anime setting would be perfect for that. Oh, man. I would love to see, like, Anna's relationship with the son, who now, as you know, like, kids in like, Japanese animes, they're like... Uh, they're usually the ones fighting things, first of all. But he would have, like, his... Video games he's playing, his uh, his <laughs> smartphone he's always on, right. while Kratos is trying to, hey boy, this is how you throw an axe, and he's like, yeah, yeah, one sec, Tumblr, <laughs> or something, <laughs> Tumblr, why did I pick Tumblr? But, you know, <laughs> the, the, the one social media that we're not on, by the way, guys, right. <laughs> until this episode comes out, um, but yeah, it's, that would be a blast, I would pay, to, okay, so even if Kratos back in the day, though, because I just got done watching Shang-Chi, so I'm a little high on the supply, don't get me wrong, okay. But you can have dragons involved and yes. all those animals. The oh man, you guys got to watch Shang Chi. I'll just say that. But the animals from from Chinese mythology, like Nine Tails and stuff like that, they're all from you know. That would be really cool to have him interacting with those. So I'm on board with this. This is a and great idea. The God of War series is really big on like massive sets and like set pieces and having these huge scale fights. Like when you first fight Ares in the original God of War. Yeah. Game. It's a massive scale. Even the, the very first boss that you fight in the original God of War game is a freaking uh, Kraken, essentially. Um, I don't know if it's the Kraken, but you, you fight Hydra. You fight like all these massive 
enemies in that game, I think that would be like especially a dragon right now. That would be just yeah. perfect. Right up God of War's alley. That is a good idea. Also, on that note, too, uh, India would be really good to visit just because they have such a wide variety of, yeah. of gods and deities. Um, and, you know, you know, not to I think it's really great to kind of open up Western culture and Eastern culture together a oh, little bit. Sure. I don't know enough about the Indian uh, deities. I would love to learn more. And what better way than in video games like Hades again? Hey, guys, I'm going to bring up Hades again. In Hades, I know I know a fair amount about Greek mythology. It is one of my favorite things to study back in the day. Um, but I'm relearning a lot through Hades just because I'll see a name and then I'm like, oh, let me Google that real quick. Oh, that's right. The goddess of, you know, the harvest and stuff like that. And you're just getting back into it. So the same thing would happen with this. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah, the closest that I could think of that ever did anything like that was uh, it was Supernatural. They did that really well. Like they had uh, I know. I, how much of Supernatural did you end up watching, if any of it? Maybe two episodes. Okay. So later on in the series, about halfway through, so about yeah. 900 seasons in, um, they introduced a bunch of like other gods. There was one episode in, in particular where all the, all the gods from other cultures and religions tried to figure out how to take on Lucifer because Lucifer was the big bad of that season. Oh, I like and that. And you, you had Kali and you had like all these other... I think something like that... It, probably end up being more games of game of thrones political style like backstabbing oh. and stuff with, with the different uh, religions though Ooh. maybe not all the different like like maybe one portion at a time i, I don't yeah. know my, my mind is like pff, going full on when he started talking about the the indian yeah. like the the ancient indian gods i'm like okay like having kali and stuff like that oh, mix it throw in a little bit of thor and throw in uh, artemis and throw oh, in <laughs> just the Throw them all That'd together so and have badass. like a Game of Thrones style thing. That'd be great. Hey, you want to start, you know, a hate trend on Twitter right now? Let's discuss which Game of Thrones <laughs> house each religion would be in. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Starks, guys? Uh, oh, man. That would, I don't even want to joke around about that. That'd be something else. Hey, hey, we're always looking for clips for Twitter. Boom, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to religion that's really important here, Jedi's. Um, mine is going to be Star Wars The Force Unleashed. What if Starkiller told the Emperor? So if you guys are familiar with the... Uh, are, have you played Force Unleashed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I haven't played the second one, just the first one. Um, but in the first one, the idea is Vader is using you, Starkiller, to basically kind of help the Rebel Alliance so that he could take out the Emperor and take on... So that Vader could take out the Emperor and move up. What if... Starkiller realized, because normally a Sith would like, I'm going to take out my immediate master ASAP. What if he was like, well, let me tell the Emperor so I could take Vader's spot. So then all of a sudden the game turns into you being the new Vader, right? The new second in command head of the, you know, military hunting down a running Darth Vader who has his own set of people he've already set up a while ago. You know, obviously you exist. So it would be Vader on the run. You're going from planet to planet searching for Darth Vader. And Vader is clearly stronger in the Force than you are. So he would have this whole thing where it's like, as you're hunting him down, he's beating you into fights and escaping. And you're like, okay, I got to get stronger against that. I got to get stronger against this. And you're trying to progress yourself up until you can finally take out Darth Vader uh, and hunt him down at the last planet and then possibly turn on the Emperor himself. I don't, you know, at that point, if you're strong enough to take out Vader, you might be strong enough to take out the Emperor. So fair. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Again, this is I was telling you before, like this is the one I want to see become a movie. <laughs> gotcha. So, but yeah, what are you thinking? So I think that they would. I I think the story of that would be that Palpatine would know that this is happening the whole time, yes. and he would be manipulating both of them to try to get the stronger apprentice out of it. I fucking love Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> he would be puppet master Palpatine. Yeah. Trying to figure out if Vader or Starkiller is the one that should be his apprentice. And he would let them, like, he would lead them toward each other. Oh, my God, yeah. And I, I think that whole thing would just be a, a story of Palpatine manipulating, instead of manipulating one apprentice, be manipulating two. And that would be And you could play much both sides. Better. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Much better than anything that came out of uh, the last couple of Star Wars movies. Um <laughs> uh jj set aside we got this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i think that'd be interesting i don't like the idea of palpatine palpatine being the ever-present bad guy but he was around in that time frame he was the the emperor yeah 
at that time when the Force Unleashed takes place. That'd be that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I, that's the thing is the story wise, I think it would be great. But I think the gameplay wise of going from planet to planet and like hunting down, following clues on like, OK, he's here and then ripping your way through the planet. And then as you after you fight Vader, like he would probably use a new thing like, oh, hey, he was lightning this time. So then you're like mastering how to beat lightning now. And then you go to the next planet and you're using that new ability until you run to him again. And then this time he's like, oh, he could throw his saber. So let me, you know, I think he makes such a good, like, end all villain. And of course, Vader will survive. But I like the way you're saying, like, have you play both sides. It reminds me of the old, like, Resident Evil 2, I think it was, where he had two discs. And then you're like, oh, this one's the Jill Valentine one or whatever it was. So you do that. And then it'd be really neat if you're playing as Vader, you're hiding somewhere on a, on, on a, in a small village on some random planet. And then, like, some old separatist robot comes up to you and he's of course palpatine's guy but he's telling you like star killer's coming and oh my god i would just lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> i there are a lot of possibilities that that could go i i don't know gameplay wise because i loved the gameplay of the force unleashed that was such yeah. a fun game yeah. and i think that would take a little bit away from that and make it more of like a an arkham asylum type game like yeah, with investigating stuff and kind of slower moving um not that that's a bad thing because those games are also very yeah. fun. Uh, it would definitely change the direction of what that game would play like. For me, the investigation part would be replaced with questioning people. Because I think meeting okay. new races and stuff like that, and like, you know, like you'd be questioning people, but you're also Sith, so you're probably not going to be great about it. And, you know, kind of like getting context through that. So not so much like finding something on the ground, but actually being like, Tell me where he is. <laughs> you know? So basically, if the Punisher had the force. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I, Disney owns them both now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be a great. Uh, uh, crossover. That's what duh, I was looking duh, for. Crossover, of course. Yeah, we all know <laughs> that's about that crossover. <laughs> now, when you played Force Unleashed, I personally went like all lightning just so I'd walk in a room, fry everybody next room. How did you play Force Unleashed? Because you were able to like kind of tailor it. I loved Force Grip or Choke or whatever they called it in that yeah. game. Um, just because I love being able to grab stuff and just watch the Stormtroopers ragdoll all over the place oh, or yeah. just throw giant TIE fighters at the Stormtroopers. Yeah. I, I, I was more into the push-pull grip effects. Lightning was overpowered in that game, but it was okay. also very fun. <laughs> That's why I went that way, probably. <laughs> and uh, the lightsaber combat was so fun in that game. It was, yeah. It was... Okay, so uh, I used to love, and they don't do it anymore, like the tie-in video games for Star Wars or for any movie, really. Like, the Lord of the Rings one's really good. So, uh, Star Wars Episode Three, the video game, was amazing. It was actually a lot of fun. And I remember when that came out, they were talking about, like, we have advanced the AI of the Stormtroopers to where, like, they'll try to save themselves when you're pushing them off stuff. And you could tell that they evolved that for forced unleashed mm -hmm. and so i liked that like you could see these stormtroopers really kind of like you know avoid being attacked from the sides or stuff like that um and then yeah your combat was essentially the same from those old tie-in uh, games those were a blast i like those a lot that's a lot of fun oh yeah oh yeah I, I i completely forgot the fact that the stormtroopers would try to actually grab onto stuff or yeah. they'd grab onto the person next to them and you'd take them both or yep. something i forgot about all oh man that was so good. The story of the second Force Unleashed game killed the franchise, I think. But yeah, man, that was such a fun time. Ah, so good. good, good. And then tell us, guys, I, I, we should do not tell us. I'm saying this should be a future topic. You know, how it is on this show um, <laughs> of doing those tie in video games, because those Lord of the Rings video games were outstanding as well, where you played as Aragorn or Legolas or Gimli. And it was like a different class, essentially. I can't believe you just missed the opportunity for the, the actual catchphrase of the show. Oh, yeah. That's a to another topic for another time. <laughs> Shirt on the shop. <laughs> Sore hats, by the way, guys. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, that was my last one. What do you got? All right. This is one of those meta ones again. Okay. It's not within a certain game. What if Sega still made consoles? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's a hard one. It's a bad one to end on, I think. Uh. But it's it's super interesting, and I like yeah. the idea of it. Well, okay, so let's look at the history of what happened, right? So we have Nintendo to compete against the Sega CD was paying Sony to help them out with putting in a CD drive on the N64. 
that fell through. So Sony's like, look, we have the tech. Let's make our own now. And the PlayStation was born. And I think really in the end, PlayStation's what killed Sega. Because normally Sega would have come out with the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was an outstanding system. If people actually gave it a shot, <laughs> they would have right. seen that it's actually above and beyond. So then it would have been, so let's say like, really what we're saying is like, what if PlayStation didn't exist? It would probably be a good way to go about it. Because then you'd have Sega versus whatever Nintendo could come up with next, you know? And I don't think Nintendo could compete against Sega after that. I don't know. Would Microsoft have jumped into the game at that point even, do you think? That's a good question. I don't. What was the old Xbox made out of? I think it was AMD stuff. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's hard because you have to really lean in on the history and see what's changing for it to happen. Right. And I think the thing that would change was that Sony would have stayed with Nintendo. And so the next Nintendo would have had a CD drive. It would have been an upgrade from the N64. So it would be a GameCube, right? So it would be a GameCube with an actual normal size CD, not that stupid-ass small GameCube disc. <laughs> versus Dreamcast. Which would win? Dreamcast or GameCube? For me, I, I didn't play either of them. Oh, shit. But GameCube was I, good, but Dreamcast had the more hardcore games. I Out of any of the games that I've played like later that have been ported to other systems, it's yeah. been Dreamcast games for sure. Yeah, because we have it today where one system flops for a generation, then it usually switches back over. Yeah, um, that's normal standard for the console wars. So, you know, the N64 obviously beat out anything Sega was doing. But then if you look at the next evolution of those GameCube versus the Dreamcast or the Dreamcast 2, I would have to give it to Sega. I think they Sega. That's what it is. Sega was making games even with the Genesis. They were for older gamers and Nintendo to this day is still making games for kids. There we go. That could go either way with that, though. Well, they're. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're like they're they're making more kid-friendly games when if you're going to play a game that's like edgy, you know, that's definitely more of a Sega feel in the in the Fair. Genesis days, you know. Um God, this could be an entire podcast. <laughs> I say this this is the the pushing buttons of it all. <laughs> what do you, where, where do you land on all that? See, I I was thinking a lot more of the the software side of things cuz after the Dreamcast flopped, um Sega started licensing out like Sonic and other characters yeah. to other companies. And now you've got Sonic and Mario games. You've got uh, Sonic with uh, other characters from other Sega properties mixed in with characters from other Nintendo properties. And yeah. then the games are on PC now, which is freaking weird to me. I, I don't know. I was just. I was purely thinking from a Sonic the Hedgehog standpoint. Yeah. Where the Sonic franchise would have gone. And. Personally, I, I think they would have leaned a lot more on the 3D stuff, unfortunately, because I don't like the 3D Sonics. Um, I really want to get into the whole the, the whole history and like a, a what if metaverse uh, console wars. If yeah, if uh, the, the, the original Sony Nintendo deal would have worked out. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that, then Nintendo's stepping it up. But I still think Nintendo's audience is for the whole family. We'll say I said kids, but I, basically it's the whole family, right? Yeah. When Sega would have, because if you look at Sonic, is definitely there like Mario, right? Where hey, everybody could play that game, so they're not going to change that much. I mean, it will be 3D for sure, but it'll do that. But if you look at the other games they're making, where they had like, I think it was called DMX, or that could be right, but it was something like that, where it was like you're an assassin, right? You're one <laughs> of three assassins with very unique abilities. It was hardcore, and they would have, they probably would have grabbed Time Splitters right off the bat. They, oh yeah, you know. I think they would have been much more about the shooters and stuff like that. I mean, Nintendo had 007, GoldenEye, and then Perfect Dark, but that I don't think that would have held up to what Sega can do. And those were developed by Rare anyway, so those they might have jumped to the, the other platform at oh, that yeah. time. That's true. That's true. They, they weren't even owned by Nintendo. And Nintendo was hard to work with because of how much their, their, their system was limiting. And so they had a hard time working with the console or it, they came to a point where using a cartridge was harder to do than it was to put things on a cd because then you could upload the cd like the cd uploads and then it's up when right. on the cartridge you could only do so much i remember with the uh, uh what was it tony hawk games they had a problem where like tony hawk played quite differently from the playstation version versus the n64 version because look it just wasn't as advanced as a, as a playstation one so you ran into some problems there I think this is another topic for another time. This is like a, we can do a whole deep dive on this. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because then, yeah, once you throw Microsoft in it, then you're like, well, who the hell knows what happens with Microsoft? Yeah, I don't know if Microsoft would have, if they would have just ended up backing so, se- uh, Sega or yeah. if they would have. They might back Sega, and here it is. Sega Dreamcast played online. They had Ethernet. So they were online gaming real early on, which Sega Genesis, you could have bought the TV with a Sega Genesis and their version of Game Pass for 10 bucks a month. And played all other things. You could play Mortal Kombat with your friends over the 93 internet or whatever it was. So <laughs> Sega was super advanced on that kind of stuff. I, they would have been in the online gaming field pretty quick. And if if Microsoft would have jumped on the, the Sega bandwagon instead of making their own stuff, I think that would have helped Microsoft out a lot too because they had some growing pains trying to figure out from the direct oh, yeah. Xbox to the actual Xbox. 360 nailed it because they leaned in so heavily on just getting as many games on the system as possible was, and yeah. then the xbox live arcade and then xbox live indie uh the the, the online marketplace was fantastic for that kind of stuff and I tell then you, sorry to interrupt yeah. you but i, <laughs> no, I think it would be like almost like a month-long pushing buttons topic would be going over the history of consoles because you could do like every five years basically because going into like It was like one of the first E3s where Sony just came up to the stand after Sega gave their whole spiel. I think it was Sega gave their whole spiel and was like, yeah, this new system is going to cost $4.99. Sony came up and just said like $2.99 and walked off stage and won E3 with that because it was like, (laughs) our system is going to be $100, $150 cheaper. And yeah, and then like with with the 360, which might be the best system to ever exist, if you look at like the numbers and what they had produced on it, uh, it's amazing. But the original Xbox, did you ever have that thing you had to plug into the front so you could play DVDs? I don't think I had that, no. Yeah, it, it couldn't play DVDs unless you had something plugged into one of the player slots that was for the remote, but it also like helped feedback for the DVD player to work. Oh, okay. It was one of those things where it was like a half-built system that they put out as soon as possible, and then you bought accessories to make it a full system. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I owned one, though, and I loved it. I played Halo 1 and 2 on it like crazy. I played the original Knights of the Old Republic on that. Yeah. No, no, the second, the second one, not the first one. First played, one was PC all the way. I played the first one on there. Yeah, that it was a great game. I mean, it was loud as hell. Everybody <laughs> now knew you were playing your Xbox at the time. But, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a fun place to to end it. I think for the yeah. week or for the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I want to know what uh anybody listening to this thought about any of these scenarios honestly yeah. especially the ones that frank came up with because they were a little <laughs> bit more uh thought out than the ones that i said but either no, way no. let us know uh yeah. what are all the, the social links they'll be in the description guys click on the description there's a top one that's called patreon click on that one first and then there's twitter and all those click on any of those guys and uh join us in conversation join our discord i know our discord's kind of been kind of just calm lately as everybody's out on summer vacation or whatever but come on over to discord and and BS with us. Usually me and Scott are in there uh, playing Civilization. <laughs> so just come join us. Sounds like great, a great time. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next time, maybe with Kyle, maybe not. We don't know. I don't know what's going on here anymore. Well, Kyle, so let's, let's kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, Kyle is moving, and it's across the country, so it might be a bit before he's ready to record. Keep that in mind, guys. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll make sure there's more pushing buttons coming your way. Until then, <laughs> see you next time. See ya! Bye.